0: Money, it affects our everyday life. But how do we make more of it? Manage it and make sure we make the most of our money. Welcome to Money Mindful, a podcast to teach and support you as you learn to manage your money. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode six of the Money Mindful podcast. I'm your host, Megan. Savers are losers. Hmm. Okay. Now that I think I have your attention, let's talk about saving. A couple of months back, I read Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And in the book, he states that savers are losers. At first, I was like, what the F? But then I started to process what he was saying. And I think he does have a point. Let me explain. You may be aware that interest rates are really low at the moment, which is super awesome if you have a home loan, right? I mean, you can get rates below four percent, which I mean, even like in the low threes, which is pretty amazing. But the downside of low interest rates is that the interest you earn on savings is also very low. I did a, a quick online search which was by no means extensive. Um I actually uh, just clicked the first couple that came up. But the best rates I could find for a term deposit was 2.4% interest. And for an online savings account, it was 2.75%. Is that even keeping up with inflation? Only just. I think inflation currently sits around 2%. Okay, so what exactly is inflation? I think I'll explain that to you before we go any further. According to Google, um, the definition of inflation is a general increase in prices and fall in the purchasing value of money. So it's a general increase in prices and a fall in the purchasing value of money. So what that means is the value of $1 and what it will buy you today will be less in the future. So in the future, you might need $1.20, for example, to buy that same thing that would cost you $1 today. I'm just totally making these numbers up, but hopefully you're getting the idea. I like the example Nicole Lappin gives in her book, Rich Bitch. She writes... Let's say you invest ten thousand dollars in a one percent savings account in 10 years, you'll have about 11,000, but in 10 years, you will need more than 13,000, accounting for an average of three percent inflation, to get the same amount you got today for ten thousand. So, what she's saying is that if you have ten thousand now, and inflation is at three percent, you would need at least thirteen thousand dollars in ten years in your in your savings to just break even so in actual fact you 're no better off than you were ten years ago, so even though on paper you 've earned three thousand dollars more um, three thousand more dollars in interest the value of what that will buy is exactly the same. So if you have money in savings that isn't earning interest or earning a rate that is not above inflation, you are actually losing money. Crazy, right? I know, but these are basic concepts you need to get your head around. I recently... um, spoke with a colleague of mine and she was telling me that she had a very large lump of lump sum of money, I don't know, maybe an inheritance or whatever. We didn't get into detail, but that it was just sitting in a regular account. She didn't have it in a high interest earning account or anything like that. And in my head I was like, "No, no, no. <laughs> you need to do something with that money so it's making more money cuz otherwise you're just losing money." So should we even be saving money? Yes, 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 yes. You might remember I mentioned last week that one of the cardinal rules for growing your wealth is to spend less than you earn, right? Okay, you've got that, okay? This is so important. You should always be saving money. However, you need to learn how to make that money work for you. All right, first I wanna talk about how to save money. If you're in debt, and when I say debt, I mean consumer debt, so bad debt, like credit card debt, it's probably a good idea to pay this off first. There's no point earning 2% interest on um, on a, in, a, in a savings account when you're paying 17% interest on a credit card, okay? that The maths just doesn't work out there. Although, um, as a little side, I don't think it's such a bad idea to save a small amount, say... maybe $3,000 just to cover any emergencies while you're paying off your debt as this will stop you turning to your credit card or turning to further debt if you get an unexpected expense like a bill for a car repair or something that was unexpected and if you have a mortgage for your home I'm not suggesting you pay this off first before you start saving in what 30 years time um Okay, so let's assume you've cleared your bad debt or have a plan in place to do that, which you are doing. In the last episode, I covered this topic, so you might wanna check it out if you missed it. Here are some ways you might consider saving. So if you've just made your last debt repayments and you were doing like maybe one of those debt snowballs that I talked about in the, the last episode, you can just start making those repayments straight into a high interest savings account as you'll already be used to living without that money. That's a great way to start saving. Also, um, uh, if you get an increase in your wage or a tax return that's a good way to get um, to kick off your savings as well. So if you are on a low income or find it hard to save I want to introduce you to, to a concept called the minimum baseline. Having a minimum baseline is a great way to set yourself up for success and this is how you apply it. I'll give you a couple of examples from my own life. So This year, I decided that I wanted to do training to be a yoga teacher for kids so I could teach it to my students at school. In the lead up to doing the training and to improve my yoga practice overall, I set a goal to do yoga every day in 2019. Now, for me, that was a pretty ambitious goal until I set myself a minimum baseline of doing yoga for five minutes per day. I thought realistically, unless I was injured or in a car accident or something like that, I was pretty sure I could fit five minutes of yoga into my day. And actually, just coincidentally, I do have a shoulder injury at the moment and I am just doing five minutes of yoga meditation every day and I've been doing that for the last week because I feel like that's all I can do at the moment, but I'm still achieving my goal of doing yoga every day in 2019. And most days I do more than five minutes, but the point is on the days or weeks that I'm struggling to find motivation or I'm tired, I can, ast- I can still achieve my goal by fitting in five minutes of yoga. So I applied this same concept of the minimum baseline to saving when I had my first daughter. We had just bought a house and we had no savings as we just used them all on getting buying the house. And I knew I really wanted to save for my daughter's future, but we were living off one income and things were pretty tight at that time. So just like with the yoga, If I'd set myself an unrealistic goal, I might have felt discouraged or um, not stuck to it. But for me, I um, worked out that $30 a fortnight was my minimum baseline. So that was a realistic savings goal that I thought I could stick to. And I did. Now, that might seem like such a small amount of money. And I mean... It was like $15 a week is small change, right? I mean, that just um, barely buys you lunch. But guess what happened? That small amount of money started to grow. And when we had our second daughter, I did the same thing. And by the way, when I said, oh, it started to grow like for the first, (laughs) I don't know, few months or year, it didn't seem like it was growing much at all, but um, stay with me. So when we had our second daughter, I did the same thing and we were earning a little bit more money. And so I was able to now save $60 a fortnight, so $30 for each daughter. Fast forward nearly five years and I'm now sitting on just over six and a half thousand dollars for the girls, like included both of them. Now, six and a half thousand dollars is no joke, right? So I did not have to adjust my lifestyle or deprive myself of anything to achieve this amount of money. Yes, it took five, nearly five years. My um, eldest daughter's nearly five, but I just, I really, I I wanted to share this story with you because I really want to encourage you to just save, even if you have a minimum baseline of $5 a week. Because I think what you will find is that you will develop a savings habit, and over time, I have no doubt your financial situation will improve, and you will learn more about yourself and money, and be able to save more. Uh, Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School has a great podcast episode on minimum baselines. I. Uh, I think she calls the episode "Minimum Baselines." I'll look it up and I'll um, I'll pop a link in the uh, to the to the podcast in the show notes. Okay, the next thing I highly encourage you to do is set up an automatic money transfer so you don't even have to think about saving. Did I mention but already? If you get a pay rise or a tax return or an unexpected windfall, you might want to consider putting that into your savings too. Now, I haven't forgotten that the name of this episode is called Savers or Losers. So why am I now telling you to save? In episode four, I covered how to allocate your money and one of the accounts I suggested would be a good idea to have is an emergency fund. To create this fund, you need to save money. So this is so you always have money that is reasonably easy to access. You don't want it too easy. Um, but you, you, you definitely want it liquid in cash. Like you don't want to invest it invested in something in case you do need to access it, um, in an emergency and because it will just sit there most of the time you want it in a high interest account. But as for the rest of your savings, you want the rest of your money working for you 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 want your money to be earning a yield above inflation and investing your money is a great way to get a higher return than what you would get in high interest savings accounts. So in the next two episodes I will cover the basics of investing in shares and property and why you might consider these options to increase your wealth In the meantime, why don't you have a look at your finances this week and set yourself a minimum baseline savings goal? I would love to hear what you do. Head over to the website www.moneymindful.com.au or the Money Mindful Facebook page to let me know what you're doing and I will uh, also put a link to the website and the Facebook page in in the show notes. Thanks for hanging out with me again for another episode. If you like what you've heard, please head over to iTunes to add a five-star review. This helps others find the show. Have a great week. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Money Mindful podcast. For more info, visit moneymindful.com.au. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe and remember the information in this podcast is of a general nature only and does not take into account your personal circumstances or goals. Please seek professional advice for your own financial needs. Remember to have fun along the way.